0: And Arnie Sherman. You're listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO,
1: AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. Arnie, a good Sunday morning.
2: Good morning to you, Scott. You know, I was thinking this morning, as we continue to battle COVID and all of its permutations, that it would be good to just get run away from it somehow. And that brought to mind the fact that we're going to be talking with uh, Tricia Drobeck today, who uh, is executive director of, uh, you know, the Missoula Marathon and Run Wild Missoula. And that's something that, that Town Square and, and uh, this radio station has been very active in, along with a number of other uh, industry and business leaders in Missoula great point arnie you know the missoula marathon
1: is a great economic driver to the city it's a prestigious marathon in our in the pacific northwest a college mountain town folks like providence and alpine pt and missoula bone and joint runner's edge uh flanagan motors big sky brewing town square of course we all get behind this thing because um this is you know that's what this town is about right it's about getting out there you know we're right now dealing with the uh the drudgery of of winter and ice but once that kind of kind of melts away if you will this is uh missoula really opens up
2: right we i mean we have running events all year round but the marathon in june is really the uh the crown jewel of the events thousands of people come in internationally to participate uh, you know in uh, in the
1: race Exactly. And it's, you know, anyway, Tricia, we know, is a, is going to be a great guest. She succeeded uh, the late Tony Banovich, who was a guest on this show, and he yes. passed away suddenly in October of 2020, uh, former ex- I mean, the executive director. So anyway, it'll be a nice, live- lively conversation. We'll get to know Tricia. I'm looking forward to it. Me too, Arnie. Uh, back after this with our guest, Tricia Drobeck.
3: Arnie,
1: we are back with our guest, executive director of the Missoula Marathon and Run Wild Missoula, Trisha Droback. Trisha, welcome to the
2: show today. How are you doing?
4: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing very good. Thank you for asking.
2: So for our listeners who aren't familiar with Run Wild Missoula, can you give us a little capsulized summary of what the organization is all about?
4: Sure, I will do my best to keep it short uh, because we do a lot. So Run Wild Missoula is a volunteer-based organization here in Missoula. um, And we encourage running and walking um, for all ages and abilities. We do that through, we do about 10 races a year, as well as the beloved Missoula Marathon weekend of events as well. We have training classes, social events, Um, sometimes we bring in guest speakers. have group runs that go regularly. We just encourage people to get moving, get out there, a little bit of something for everybody.
2: And it's a membership organization, you have members?
4: It is, yeah, we have about um, 1500 members here kind of in the Western Montana area. And um, another thing that we're very passionate about is we are a nonprofit, we're a 5013C. And with most of our, I wouldn't say most, but we do do a lot of charitable giving as well. In fact, last year in um, 2021, um, we gifted $43,000 to other charities in the area.
2: That's fantastic. Now, 2020 and 2021 was difficult for you. You actually did a virtual marathon, wasn't that? Is that how it ended up happening?
4: That's right. Um, So obviously in 2020, um, when in the spring when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, the marathon shut down with it, um, turned it into a virtual run and there was big hopes of having it in 2021 as well. It was right on that cusp of You know, after vaccines rolled out, there's lots of uncertainty in the county and the marathon committee made the impossible decision to cancel the race again for in-person that year as well. So it also became a virtual race. So we are very bound and determined to have an in-person race for 2022. um, And, you know, as well as keeping people safe out there. Um, But I think we, everybody can agree that we all know a lot more.
2: You know, how do you do a virtual race?
4: How do you do a virtual race? Yeah. So it's actually pretty fun. And I I participated myself in the 2021 virtual marathon. Um, You can map out a course um, of 26.2 miles or 13.1 if you're doing the half marathon. And um, you go out and you record it either with um, your... You know, you can use Strava, a lot of a lot of people have GPS, that sort of thing, telling you how far you've run, or you can sure. pre-map it and run it, and then you um, report back to the race organization. Usually, you just upload your results, um, and we uh, post those for everybody to just see. Just
1: like you, Arnie, with your golf, with your um, with your golf <laughs> handicap. Virtual golf. Re- virtual golf. But, you know, I think before we kind of g- go even further, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that the last couple of years with the pandemic has obviously been crazy but we also lost our executive director tony banowich yes um right at the outset uh unrelated but um you know talk a little bit about that trisha and kind of what that has been like over the last you know a couple of, you know year, it was a year and a half almost and kind sure. of working through that
2: yeah, because yeah. You, you were involved even before you became executive director of uh Run Wild Missoula, you were involved in the organization. You actually won four of the races.
4: (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, I definitely have participated in a ton of Run Wild and Missoula Marathon events. I was also um, on the Missoula Marathon Committee um, heading up sponsorships back in when Anders Brooker was the race director prior to Tony. But yeah, in, in 2020, it was pretty much a huge shock. And um it rocked our um, running community very hard when Tony suddenly passed away. Um, it, it, um, it still renders me speechless a little bit. It was just, it, I don't think any of us were prepared for it, and you know, Tony was just a staple, and um, he did great things for this club. His passion was evident and everything he did. Um, you guys knew him and it is very big shoes to fill. Um, and I think about Tony a lot and a lot of the things that I do. And, um, you know, he 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 embodied a lot of the good qualities that we want in, in all humans. Um, but yeah, so it was, um, you know, pandemic in March, Tony passed away in October um, and then, turning around and having to cancel the race again in 2021 it was just kind of like bam 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 um and then uh so we've done some healing i think within the organization and with the marathon and i think everybody's ready to have an in-person event we've renamed the 5k race to the tony banovich missoula 5k in his honor and we'll have a little display um about tony's legacy at the race um And And I I think, oh, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, and the dates now, you know, for the race are when?
4: So everything starts on Friday, the 24th of June. That's when we have our beer run, um, which is super popular. It's free. You show up. You go for a three- or five-mile run um, with 700 to 1,000 of your closest friends. And then you finish with a complimentary Big Sky Brewing beer. We also have the Expo and Packet Pickup that night. The 25th is the Expo. Again, the kids' marathon finish, the 5K or the Tony Banovich Missoula 5K as well, and Packet Pickup. Um, So it's a very busy place down at Karis Park all day Saturday. And then both the half marathon and the marathon start at 6 a.m. on the 26th of June.
2: And you became executive director in August, of 2021 you had never run a a not-for-profit organization before you're now you know five six months into it what's the experience been like for you
4: um it's been i have to say it's been actually really awesome um not that i would have expected it not to be awesome but um you know I came from a very for-profit organization. I guess you could call it. I I worked um, in a uh, for a large corporation. Um, I came from the aquatics industry, so very different than the running industry. And obviously, going from a from private industry to um, a not-for-profit is is a big shock, but. When it comes down to it customer service is customer service and I'm taking care of our members and making sure that they are engaged and that they are um you know um just getting involved in the organization we have so many volunteers it's pretty pretty amazing what what happens at each race and each event that we do and the marathon itself so many people put in countless hours um uh, I've, I've grown to wear many, many hats. I feel like I have maybe 300 heads to wear all of my hats here because um, it's just myself and two full-time staff members and a part-time staff member. So I am learning as I go. There's no instruction manual, but I am having a good time. I get to talk about running all day. So I can't think of anything that I would rather do.
1: Did you grow up running? As I know you're from originally from Portland, Oregon, which is you know right. the, the home to <laughs> of the to, swish, <laughs> of, of right of the swoosh or whatever it is and uh talk about that like how did you get into running
4: sure um so i grew up playing soccer um running was pretty much used as punishment uh if you didn't <laughs> if you were busted talking you know get on the line or if you know you had a bad game you had to run sprints or something so um, my relationship with running definitely did not um blossom, I would say, until after college. Um, one of my friends um, invited me. She said, hey, I'm going to do a marathon in the in the fall. Want to do it? And I was like, sure, what's a marathon? I had no idea really what I was getting into or the culture I was stepping into because running does, it comes along with this like intense culture. Um, and I'm kind of bummed that I missed out on that in my high school years and college years. But at the same time, it's there is something to be said for discovering something new as an adult that kind of changes your trajectory of your life. Because um, I can tell you right now, if I hadn't have said yes to my friend running that marathon that day, I probably wouldn't be here. So,
1: And but, but you, were tra- you also train and are a competitive runner. What's that like? What is the training <laughs> regimen? I mean, we, we're talking about weekend warriors now. Sure. So talk yeah. about that because that's an accomplishment in and of itself.
4: Sure. So kind of in my um, late 20s, early 30s, I discovered that I could actually run fast if I tried hard and, you know, really thought about it rather than just kind of going out for a plod, if you will, that I could run fast and I could win races. Um, So I set the big goal of breaking three hours in the marathon. Um, Three hours is a pretty big barrier for a lot of runners. And um, so I I went after that and um, it took me, gosh, maybe six tries to do it, actually do it and figure it out. And kind of once I got over that barrier, the time just kept coming off and I kept getting faster and faster. I was running more miles. Um, and then I would say kind of in my mid 30s, I really got competitive, hired a coach, went to the Olympic trials and um, you know, I mean, I was still, I wouldn't say I was like a professional runner or anything. By that means I was maybe an, an elite or a sub-elite level, still competitive, winning some prize money, regionally doing well. Um, but it was fun and I, I enjoyed that. I'm a competitive person and it was a great outlet for me um, when uh, after I went to the Olympic trials, um, I ran one more and one one more Missoula Marathon, and then I said <laughs> to my husband, "Okay, let's get pregnant," because I was ready to have kids and. Um, Sorry if that's TMI, but um, that I was I was ready to you know settle down and have have a family and kind of uh, move on from that big part of my life.
1: Arnie, one quick thing I'd like to say is it's interesting to think that in your mid thirties you were competitive. When you talk about most professional endeavors, sports wise, it tends to be in the twenties, right? Well,
2: yeah, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary that Tricia could be a a Olympic level runner and not have started when she was nine years old. I mean the the pattern you know of people who probably com- competed you know in the Olympic trials, you may be the only person that was there who started as late as you did. Most start you know a heck of a lot earlier. they're competing in high school and and you know colleges doing cross country they're on the track team. they've had a coach since they were 18 years old. It's been you know and oh. uh, to start as late as you did and to be as competitive, as you've been you still hold the i think the record for the missoula you know marathon race that you set in 2015 mm-hmm. that's that's an amazing story in and of itself
4: yeah i it there is something special about, about uh women in their mid-30s i don't know if if you guys paid attention but last weekend um, both American records were blasted by in the half marathon and the marathon by women. One was 37 and one was 38. So, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. you know, I <sighs> it's crazy. I feel like with distance running, it's yeah, especially women's distance running. I mean, it's really not not that far removed, one generation removed where they thought, you know, women's uterus was going to fall out when she, if she ran that far or they weren't allowed to do the Boston marathon or, you know, it's, it's, um, it's still new because we weren't allowed to do it or we weren't encouraged to do it. So I do think that American distance running is, you know, it's kind of at this one- forefront of breaking barriers real
1: quick question so does it does it also speak to the fact of emotional maturity and and the psychology of being able to run a 26.2 mile race i mean talk about the psychological kind of preparation and training along with the physical because they Sure.
4: Yeah, they definitely coincide. And um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that say, you know, running is (laughs) 10% physical and 90% mental. Because when you do get into a race like that and your body starts hurting, I mean, your body is telling you, no, 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 stop, slow down. And your mind has to be stronger and say, yes, 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 I can do this. I can keep going. It is a constant battle um the further you get and honestly some of the best runners are the people that can quiet their mind or their mind is louder than their legs so um and you have to practice that and I tell people that I'm like you have to practice like your internal monologue and talking to yourself and staying positive if you get in that mindset that you're you know oh man things are getting headed south and I hurt and this hurts and this this and that you know it's I mean, I feel like that would be with any sport, but especially distance running. If you're going to be out there for two, three, four, maybe five hours, you know, that's a lot of self-doubt that can creep in and and you have to stay above it and really talk yourself, you know, that you've done the training and, you know, you know you can finish this.
2: And there mo- there may be something to, to be said for physiologically waiting till you're mature, to your physical assets have matured and haven't gotten damaged, you know, early on, that there are little cracks and, and, uh, and breaks here and there that that have had, you know, that have healed and, but can be in a long run an impediment, maybe holding your body until you're, you know, a little bit more mature in life, maybe actually an asset for uh, marathon running. I think so. I mean, you know, and
4: burnout, whether it's physical or mental is huge too. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to compete. If you were like a top level runner or athlete of any sort to be that level in high school, be that level in college, and then you go into your young professional career and then trying to hang on to it into your forties, you know, that's, I can't imagine. It sounds exhausting, (laughs) you know? So, um, I mean, I was lucky. I I developed a passion and um, it also wasn't tied in with anything other than the fact that i I like to do it i mean i had my job i had my career and i had you know my husband and family life and then i had running so they they were pretty siloed i didn't really have much um like my pocketbook didn't depend on how well i ran so i imagine that has a big uh how
2: much how much of the work at, at run wild missoula is helping runners try to balance nutrition with running and and balance, you know, that, that psychology versus physiology aspect and, you know, how much do you get into, you know, the, you know, the, the sort of the whole is greater than the sum of the parts of the people that are your members.
4: So we do offer um, a marathon training class where members um, join with quite a few other people. Um, you know, we have, sometimes we, we have 50, sometimes we have 250 in this class. and. Um, we do talk about that and we talk about nutrition because they're going to be out there for a long time we talk about hydration what to wear what shoes to wear um and we talk about the mental aspects of running what to expect race day we kind of walk through the whole thing um and that is a specific class to train for the marathon we offer that one time a year we do also offer in the fall a beginning running <clears throat> excuse me a beginning running class um and they do talk about that as well and um you know just Talk about how to get into running, how to start running, how to continue running, and you know, talking about nutrition, psychology, and that's all kind of a component of that.
1: All of the good, um, s- all of the good stuff. Let's do a quick ID. Our guest is Trisha Drobek. She's the executive director of Run Wild, Missoula, and the Missoula Marathon.
2: You know, it's interesting. You talked about, you know, the the three hour, you know, sort of curtain and trying to pierce that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And then you just mentioned, you know, the marathon record, I think, was set at like 220 or something now for a woman. And it's like 201 for a man. How much further can you actually go? I mean, there has to be some sort of, you know, limit. I mean, we keep saying that and then people keep breaking these records. But what do you think is actually possible? Um, I would say you guys should watch
4: the movie. Um, I think think it's called Breaking 2 about um chip um i'm gonna butcher his name um but he he is like they train him to break two hours in the marathon and they give him pacers
5: um what's and the pace on that, what would be
4: that pace? oh my god i don't even know it's like 4 30s or something i i'd have to like well, do the, the math oh be, the, the,
2: actually, the pace has got to be 13 miles an hour if he breaks. You know, if he breaks two hours, breaks 26 miles in two hours. So if you're 13 miles an hour, it's crazy. That's fast. That's real. I
4: mean, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's 434s, 4 minute, it's 26 four minute and 34 second miles over and over again.
3: Right.
4: That's insane. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal if if like a woman breaks the 430 mile barrier and here this guy is doing it 26 times over. Um,
1: Amazing. So
4: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the shoes have been a big deal in the marathon, um, or well, distance running um, as of recent, kind of like the speed suits were in Beijing for swimmers. You know, the shoes have made a big difference and you've seen all of these world records set over the last couple of years. And that's the big deal. I don't know if there's gonna be another, um, another breakthrough like that. But I, I think that, um, you know, uh, internationally, I think, you know, they're going to keep pushing and it's going to keep dropping by seconds. Mm-hmm. But American wise, I f- I feel like that there's definitely a lot of especially on the women's side that those those right. numbers are just going to keep falling. I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, by the time the next Olympic cycle comes around, that the American record that Cara Moto just broke gets broken again. Um, so it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me.
2: So for our listeners who say, I'm never going to run 26 miles, at you one do time, have other same time. running opportunities for, for people in Missoula to participate almost at any level. Isn't that right?
4: Absolutely. Um, yeah, if you're sitting on your couch watching TV or whatever, <laughs> and you, yeah. you are like, man, it would be great. We have a 16-week course with professionals. We have a coach. We have PTs as part of the class. And we just guide you and help you. We have two supported runs a week. um, And then you have to do your homework and run um, a couple of other days a week. But we'll get you to the start line. And then you have to get to the finish line. We'll be there waiting. When does that start? Yeah.
1: What was that? When does the training, uh, 16-week training program start? It
4: starts. February 27th um, online registration is open for that now um if the marathon seems too daunting or running isn't your bag we also have a walking class for the half marathon and that will start the following week on the March
2: 5th right yeah. and you and you do do some if somebody says you know 5k is my thing you can you know they can perfectly find a place in the organization to get support to you know run or walk, you know, because we have, you know, many, many senior people who, who obviously are are not marathon, you know, focused, but would like to have the enjoyment of, uh, you know, running and being able to run in a, you know, responsible, managed way.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, once uh, it thaws a little bit out there, I think some of our run walking classes will, um, or not classes, they're group runs. We'll resume. We do those on Tuesdays and Thursdays for the run walk crew. Um, but right now we also we have groups that meet weekly. Um, we have a Saturday group, a Wednesday night group, and then we also have a Tuesday group that meet and run. And you know we all we like to call them, them no drop runs, which means that if you're hanging in the back, somebody's going to hang with you. Um, well, that's good. And yeah, I mean we're, we're here to be inclusive and we want everybody to enjoy themselves. And, um,
2: Scott, you'll hang with me for the 40 yard dash. (laughs) (laughs) From
1: one side of,
2: (laughs) you know, Arnie, I
1: have committed to do the 5k this year, just my personal goal, because I used to love running, but it's, it really is true. Like, the running community is very supportive. they don't, It's not like when you walk into a gym and you see guys lifting weights, you're like, I'm never going to be able to do that. I just won't even start. With running, it's very encouraging because they know everybody has different levels right. uh, uh, of, of of stamina and of, of skill. So they're to your point, Trisha, you're very inclusive.
2: You know, I remember I, I was never much of a runner, but I liked walking an awful lot. And I remember often, as, as you do, Scott, being from back east, you know, starting up in the Upper East Side in New York and walking all the way down to the, you know, end of Manhattan, you know, and that'd be, you know, 10, 12 miles. And a great run. Nothing, you know, so. um, A great walk. Yeah, great walk, great run, you know, great, uh, you know, great experience. And it was, you know, healthy and interesting and, uh, you know, helped you have some level of fitness rather than virtually walking, (laughs) you know. a treadmill, sitting in front of your TV. Oh, right. Playing you know, playing some kind of, you know, virtual reality, you know, game, which doesn't really do as much as the metaverse, the the metaverse. Point, right. doesn't have to say benefits. <laughs> Trisha, how do you feel about
1: that? The, uh, the, you know, I know you talked about inclusivity and training and, but it really does go back to the, the mental thing, which is it's so easy to talk yourself out of running to say, I hurt today. Yeah. You, you know, my I back mean, hurts.
4: I, I, I think the key is to make it, make it a habit, you know, with anything, you know, you just, you have to do something, what, 10 times before it's learned and it's a habit. So you have to show up 10 times. I also think that um, when you do it with a group and you make connections with those people, that you want to show up for them just as much as they want to show up for you. So if you start meeting somebody Wednesdays at 6 a.m. and you don't show up for one. There's a little bit of accountability there. Um, and so I think that that plays, plays a part on it as well. And yeah, you don't you want to let people down.
2: You don't want to let people Well, it's, it's what Absolutely. happens. It's kind it's, it's of what happened when we play golf, right? We have right. a foursome that we like to play with regularly, and you don't want to let them down. And even if the weather isn't perfect or you feel a little, you know, out of sorts, you still you don't want to let the other folks down as opposed to just doing it yourself.
1: You got to push yourself. You got to push. So, Trisha, what's nice about Run Wild Missoula is you have a couple of different events happening. So I, I think you had mentioned to me off can, or, you know, um, in the studio a couple of days ago, the next the next deadline for sign up is January 26th. That's when the rate changes for the marathon, right?
4: It's actually the technically it's the 29th. The 26th okay. is our registration party. OK, so. You have until the end of the month to sign up and save $10 if you want to register for the Missoula Marathon or the Missoula Half. Um, we are hosting a registration party at Big Sky Brewing at 5.30 PM um, on the 26th of January where where we'll have a beer run, meaning we just go for a three or five mile run, um, your choice. Again, those are big group runs. Nobody runs alone. Um, and then you come back, you have a beer, hopefully sign up. Um, each thing you do if you show up you get a ticket if you do the beer run you get a ticket if you register you get a ticket and then we're going to have a big raffle and give away some fun prizes
1: fantastic and then if you want to do the, ha- the 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 kids marathon or the 5k you don't have to sign up right now right you can sign up closer to the race. Yeah.
4: Those um, those events, they won't have a price increase until April. I don't think the kids marathon has a price increase. We just allow the kids to come out and have fun. Um, but uh, yeah, the 5K, um, the price doesn't change until April, but it's always good to sign up. We also do something called the big three challenge, um, which we encourage participants to do the beer run, the 5K and either the half marathon or the marathon. And if you do all three of those, you just, when you cross the finish line with the half marathon or the marathon, you head to the booth and you get a special prize. We've done these really cool magnets, or um, I think one year we did bottle openers. So um,
2: there's there's a (laughs) defibrillator, more beer.
4: Exactly, exactly.
2: Now, now, Tricia, there's there's been some upgrades to the course this year because of the work that's been done on the bridge. So, what's it going to look like uh, this this time around?
4: Well, I'm biting my nails that um, the bridge will be done. It's uh, hard to say. They don't exactly have a date because I know they're waiting on some parts. But um, the <laughs> <I, laughs> that's a yeah. very PC way to say that. Um, <laughs> The west side of the bridge, however, is complete and there is a huge new beautiful walkway um, that overlooks the river and Karis Park and also um, so our spectators won't be squished like they have been in the past with the old narrow walkway. So um, I think it'll be a great place to spectate. Please cross your fingers for us that that bridge will be done. We'd love to have it um, completed um, to showcase to all the people that travel here from all over the world um to see this race or compete in this race
1: well you bring up an excellent point which is the economic impact that the missoula marathon alone forget about all the other things that trisha's organization does what is that trisha it's in the it's in the two and a half to three million dollar right range
4: yeah um it probably won't be quite as big this year because we capped it a little bit but yeah um it's been projected in the two million mark um just so many people coming in, the hotel stays, the you know shopping, the dining, and then um, you know one thing that isn't calculated that we that we do see the economic impact from Missoula. We can calculate that a little better, but um, you know I, when I talk to families that come to this race, it's not just hey, mom's coming in to run the marathon with her friend and then they're leaving, or dad's coming to check Montana off his list and then he's gone on Sunday night people bring their entire families and they either drive here or they fly wow. in with the car. Then they're off to Yellowstone or Glacier, or, you know, maybe they're staying in the area. I, um, they go fly fishing, you know, they do all of the things it's prime time right after school gets out, you know, in June, it's beautiful here. So people come and they stay. And, and so not only are they spending dollars in Missoula, but they often travel beyond, um, and, you know put more money into western montana which is quite exceptional beyond
1: missoula have have we ever done or has the run wild missoula ever sponsored or endorsed like the the triathlons the 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 multi type races where they're what are they swimming biking and uh running
4: yeah no i don't um I don't know off the top of my head if in the past they've done anything. Um, We may have lent our equipment or somehow sponsored monetarily in some way, Um, but nothing off the top of my head. Um, uh, It is funny though that the uh, Coeur d'Alene Ironman is the same day as the Missoula Marathon this year.
1: Oh, it is this year?
4: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: I seem to I seem to hear a lot about triathlons these days. When I look at my Facebook feed and see people I used to I grew up with that are traveling all over the place to do these endurance type, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, feats, I guess if you will, or competitions.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, so. I think a lot of people want the title Iron Man as well, you know, and more power to them. Hey, get them out there, get them doing their thing. Um, right. It's a different ball game when it costs, you know, nine hundred dollars to do an Ironman, but wow. you know, Missoula Marathon's eighty-seven dollars. So it's it's a little it's a little different. Or I guess it's, maybe it's not nine hundred dollars. Maybe it's more like six hundred. But it'll be a nice way to get a buy wetsuit, and you know, it it adds up. <laughs>
1: it'll be a nice way to integrate Flathead into the whole uh, scenario <laughs> out here, Arnie. Sure. Um, yes. a uh, question for you because you brought up New York. Have you ever been in New York during
2: marathon time? I've seen the marathon, yeah, it's just, it's, it's an overwhelming experience. The Boston Marathon, the New York Marathon, all the big city marathons, you know, ones that you don't even think about very often, Chicago, I mean, almost every city has one, and they become big, you know, uh, you know, sort of landmark events for the year in the city because of the very right. uh, reasons Trisha mentioned. You bring your whole family, you make it part of, uh, you know, a vacation experience, uh, you know, the, that the race takes up only a small part of the overall kind of experience, particularly for people that you know have never been to Montana, have never been to Missoula, or right. are traveling here once a year to participate in this event. It becomes part of their, you know, you know, their repertoire of things that they do. And and so it's t- an important, it's an important uh, activity for any community to engage in. just right. As just as the kayaking on our river has become you know a, an event for people to come to Missoula to participate right. in
1: Trisha, have you run other marathons um I'm imagining you have besides Missoula.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I've done about um 30 marathons and um wow. I've done Boston twice I've done Chicago um so yeah it's been um it's been I've done quite a few actually and Honestly, I know this is sounds so jaded, but, um, Missoula is the best. <laughs> um, it's like, we, it is amazing when, you know, runners put on an event for runners, right? Runners know what other runners want and what other runners need, sure. so it's, it's been pretty great to, um, to, like, witness that, and even before I was, like, you know, uh, in this position, you know, the last 10 years, I'd tell Tony or Anders or whoever was, like, in charge of the marathon, I'd be like, oh, this is what I saw, or, these are the bad things this marathon's doing, and, um, you know, it's, and Missoula's on a different level than, like, say, a Boston or Chicago or whatever, those are iconic races, right, with thousands and thousands of people, you know, when I did Chicago, I think it was, like, 45,000 people or something, I'm like, that's, like, the size of this town, so. Are right, there other whole
2: different... That's a whole different kind of thing. Yes. That's an event. You know, that's right. a happening, as opposed to this, which is a you know a mountain town having a mountain race.
5: Right, well, right.
2: And, and, but,
1: but interestingly enough, who is our competition in terms of like the Mountain West? Who does who does the, obviously Bend, Oregon, and in, in the, you know cities in Oregon? But are there are they all, are they dotted all over kind of this Northwest area? These types of races.
5: Yeah, and they kind of go, you know. Bend actually doesn't have um, a race, um, but you know, Coeur quite a bit smaller. We're kind of in a weird, like, in between middle size, you know, where we have 6,000 participants. Um, you know, we're not quite to the grandeur of, say, like a grandma's marathon, which is in Duluth um, or Fargo's pretty big, but like Eugene, I feel like it's kind of up there with us. Um, Sure. And, uh I think yeah, we're we're in this
2: sort of a college town race environment, you know, Northwest College Town competition kind of a.
5: Yeah, a, you know. yeah.
2: It's a lot. But so what are the races do we have coming up? Because
3: I
1: know the marathon is obviously in June, but you have a few other things happening before that.
5: We do. Yeah, we kind of do like a race a month, um, but we actually have quite a few coming up. We have um, our Heartthrob 5K, which is in Missoula, and that is the. 12th of um, February. And then we have the Snow Joke Half Marathon, which is um, in Sealy Lake. You run around the lake. Um, That is the 26th of February. And then Run for the Luck of It, which is our St. Patrick's Day celebration. Um, Again, free beer. I feel like this is the theme for everything. (laughs) Um, Is the 12th of March. Um, And then um, we yeah. So those are probably like the next ones. And then we've got, you know, like I said, about one, one race a month um until the end of the year.
1: Until the end of the year. Wow. And then we know June is June. And then you take the do you take August and uh July <laughs> and August off?
5: Well, July is definitely like a, you know, come back and settle down month for sure. So yeah, July is a chill month, nothing going on. August, we do a four mile run with the River City Roots Festival. Um, So that is on Saturday. And that's a very popular race as well um, that coincides with the festival.
1: Good. Arnie. Yes. I think we should take a quick break. When we come back, we will have our final words with our guest, Executive Director of Run Wild Missoula and the Missoula Marathon, Tricia Drobek, back after this.
3: Arnie, we are back
1: with our guest, executive director of the Missoula Marathon and Run Wild Missoula, Trisha Droback.
2: Trisha, are you is your family runners? Is your husband a runner? Do <laughs> your kids run? Or are you the token runner in the group?
4: well um no my parents don't run I mean my dad might have been a hobby jogger in the 70s you know in like gray sweats or something but nothing <laughs> nothing competitive and um my family was active my brother is a mountain biker and um uh my husband was a former professional triathlete so I'd say that's that's about it <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's they're it. obviously supportive of of your not only professional career as a runner, but now running, uh, you know, a not-for-profit organization, you know, Scott and I have been, you know, during our careers often involved with uh, not-for-profits and and they can be challenging. You have to, you have to put budgets together. You have to raise money. You have to support staff. You know, you have to, uh, you know, manage books. I mean, you went to school to get a degree in journalism and now you're, you know, as you mentioned very early in the, in the show, you're, wearing 300 hats <laughs> you, know, you have to be you know you're overseeing the financial aspects of the organization and the marketing you know aspects and, and all the business aspects do you have a mentor that you go to is there somebody that helps you with with all of that
4: well definitely on the financial side um we we have a very strong board and a very strong financial presence with our board of directors so i definitely lean on them um quite a bit and our newly minted president of the board um he's a um a cfo so i tend if i have financial questions they tend to go to him um who's that and his name is jeremy partain great um, who else is on your board Oh man, we got we have twelve awesome board members. Um, let's see if I can rattle them off. Okay, do you want like who they are and what they do, or why
1: not? Let's see if you can remember them.
4: Okay, yeah. okay, yes. I feel like this is like a pop quiz. Okay, pop quiz. So we have a strong legal contingency too. So we have Leah Hambleman, um, who is a lawyer at GLR. Um, Elizabeth Erickson, and she is with oh the one down by first interstate. Um, And then Russell LaFontaine, he's a Montana public defender. And then we have Justin Grigg, who works in PR. Um, Jimmy Grant, who's a historian. Erin Clark, who works um, for a nonprofit as well. Um, She works at Wild Montana. dana bandy who is um, a website guru and we just got two new websites so i lean on dana a lot when i have website and wordpress questions he's awesome and uh, let's see, Pam Gardner, who she also runs, um, she's now retired, but she does all of our back of the pack running. We have our own, um, I know you guys talked about this, but like the walkers and runners are the walkers, run walkers, they they call themselves the boppers, the, which is the back <laughs> of the pack.
0: Yep.
4: So Pam also is in charge of boppers. We have Chad Taylor, who's an engineer at um, and Morrison. Um, how many is that? I haven't- Did you say asked.
1: Candace? I'm now looking. Candice.
4: Candice Yep. Oh good. You're you're checking up on me. Okay, good. Candice is new. Candice Reinholdt with First Security Bank. Um Oh, Andy Nelson, who's the exe- also the, is in nonprofit world. He's the executive <laughs> director of the center. Um Who else? Did I did I get them all? I
1: think you get all of them. I wasn't that's checking that close, but I was hoping you were cheating and looking at your free website. That's a good group. That's a very cheating. good group. I know you're good you're good what is your what is the website where we can find all this information and more all the events and how to sign up what's the uh the url sure.
4: run dot is for all things run wild missoulamarathon.org for all things missoula marathon but they also are kind of linked to each other so if you find yourself on one you can easily get to the other
1: yes i see that they're up in the upper navigation arnie because we're yep. going to do the 5k
2: Yes, you I'm are. Are you going to
4: do the corporate challenge? You going to get the rest of the townspeople? I'll be party. the cheerleader
2: for the back of the pack. Is my uh, is my contribution? I'll be
1: the beer guy. No, I'm going to do the corporate challenge. I got to talk to. Listen, now's not the time to talk to anybody about anything in my office. Everyone's working through uh, you know different uh, pandemic related issues. So, yeah. um, but anyway, and we're all getting back to health. Thank God. Yes. Um, anyway, our guest was Trisha Drobeck. She is the executive director of Run Wild Missoula. You've been a delightful guest, um, and we enjoyed it. you got to come back again.
2: Sounds yep.
4: good. I'd love to.
2: Tricia, it's, it's been our pleasure. It's great talking with you. Thank you. Take care. Uh, Arnie, right. I will see you next week, Arnie. Yep, see you next week, Scott. Take care.
4: This is Tricia Drobeck, Executive Director of Run Wild Missoula, with your running community update. Is your 2022 goal to run a marathon? Then Run Wild Missoula has you covered. We have training classes that start next month, tons of guidance from coaches and running professionals, and meet other runners and walkers training for their first race. You can find more information on our website, runwildmissoula.org. Town Square is a proud partner of Run Wild Missoula and the Missoula Marathon.
1: Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk KGVO.